This is the Sports Divided Podcast. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. To the net, over. Patrick Kane has scored the goal. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. The Cubs They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Veteran. Big kid. Looking at some size, and they're going to have some decisions to make because you're going to have a lot of guys that are similar guys. You know, you got to say, you know, where's the talent where and where isn't it? I mean, on some of them, it's easy. You know, like Peter Suter and people like that. But on some of these other guys, it's, it's toss a coin. Yeah. So, we'll see. Then they got to decide, you know, is, is Lincoln and is Lincoln any good enough to get you where you want to go? Well, and I, I didn't hear about it. They did draft that goalie. But I think he went to one of the European leagues to play. And I haven't heard it. He's young, though. I mean, because he's 17, whatever the hell he was, and stuff like that. So I don't. I mean, it's not like he's going to be ready next year anyway. Just I don't know how well he's playing or not. Uh, they drafted him this past year, right? Yeah. First time they drafted a goalie like in years. I just remember when they drafted him, they told him, you know, he's really good. He's got a lot of promising future, but don't get excited. He's 17 years old. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's out of his U.S. development program. Um. He played – he was 6-3-1 for Boston University this year with a 9-1-5 and a 2-9-9. Um, The nine one nine one five was solid at least. They went ten three and one this year. Boston did. Yeah, but he's he's years away. He's not you know, he's not twenty two either. So no, that yeah, I would. Yeah, and he was a, he's a freshman, so he would be, uh, you know, five, six years probably, if not more. Yeah, he's 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 a future. He's not no, he's not an immediate fix anywhere. All right, so we'll start with uh, NFL draft uh, news and recap. And then 
and then we'll go into uh, NHL, and then we'll go into uh, MLB. And uh, or, um, or hold on, actually, I take it back. We'll do NFL, and then what they have like. What's the NBA playing? 50 – or how many games are they playing? They have, like, a week left or something like that, week and a half? Yeah, not long. Yeah, I don't know exactly how many games. And they have that complicated playing thing, whatever the hell it is. Right. Yeah, which is the Bulls' only hope. I haven't been following as closely as I should lately. All right, then we'll skip them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. <laughs> well, because weren't they? They were. I just looked, and they're like now. What, so, did they go on a big skid? Yeah. Well, okay. Levine got Levine got hurt. Been, you about, right? Yeah, Levine's not. They've been getting beat pretty bad by some bad teams. It's just I don't know. I don't know what's going on. There's some players that are getting a lot of playing time that shouldn't even be out there. Denzel Valentine. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't watch. I can't watch it. I don't know what's going on. They've had a huge skid. And it's just been unbearable. I mean, they were right there for the bottom of the playoffs, and now they're barely going to make it into the uh, playing tournament. Now it's starting to look like in the beginning of the year they were talking about Derrick Rose maybe coming back. Now it looks like that might not have been a bad thing. It would have helped, man. When you point guard so bad, point guard helps. We'll see. I don't know. I think they're hoping. There's. I think this this off season supposed to have some pretty big free agents available. So I think they're hoping to hear oh. players shed some salary and then uh, go after one of those. Yeah, that that'll be the true indicator of what the rest of the league and what what, what the rest of the players think about the changes that have been made. Because for so long, it just it, Chicago has not not been a destination for free agents. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've swung and missed on so many. It's, it's oh, your yeah. best. Best free agent ever is Carlos Boozer. That that will that will shed some light out of him. That's why you got solid, solid good player, but that yeah. And I, I have a feeling that's why they went and got uh, Vucevic because it's like hey, we're going to trade for him. He can't say no, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get an all star player. Give up a little bit more than we need to, and make sure we get him because yeah. he doesn't have a say in. I'll probably go back to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, out of I mean, he is a solid double-double every game. Great, smart player. But, uh, yeah, without Zach Levine in there, it's just a thing off. And Markin has got to go. Oh, God, I can't, I can't watch him anymore. Amory, that's Amory's least favorite player on the team. Like, God, he's just yeah, – he's, uh, he, he's soft. He's always injured. He doesn't hit the shots he needs to hit. He's supposed to be a shooter. He's just like yeah, – uh, he doesn't do anything particularly well. No. Cash or paycheck. <laughs> yeah. And Kobe White had a lot of a lot of high hopes for him, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's going to be a good player. I just don't think he's your your point guard that's going to take you through the he, next. He's, he's not a point. He's not a point. Yeah. So they've got to go address that in the offseason. That's their biggest need. But we'll see. We'll see who's going to sign him. That'll be the true test right there. People actually think that Billy Donovan's the coach and the organization is moving in the right direction. Patrick Williams is going to be the real deal. Though. He is, uh, he's definitely a solid player. He's 19 years old and plays like a, like a vet. It's been a 
he's retaining himself. He's definitely got the skill set. Well, they have six games left, and they're three and a half games back of uh, <laughs> the play-in. Yeah, doesn't look good. With the way they've been playing to it. But they're beating Charlotte today. All right, yeah, here, let's fuck up on who we are. At least they were just now when I looked. It's not the fourth quarter, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lamella walked back, too. I think Lamella's back. Yeah, he's back because he had a uh, top 10 play the other day. No look pass that, you know, just a normal no look pass ends up like three on the NBA list when you got. Guys jumping over the wall to make a rob a home run and then, you know, diving in the hole and making a bullet throw. But, hey, those are eight and nine plays, not not a no-look pass yeah. in the NBA where there's no defense played. <laughs> it's your yeah. biggest pet peeve, isn't it? That is your biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Oh, when, for dunk in the top yeah. <laughs> when the number one play is a dunk, <laughs> the last time I watched, like, it was the number one play was a dunk and the number four play was the play that Arenado ran halfway down the line, slid and caught the ball. Yeah. I'm like, a one-handed dunk for a set? Like, come on. The guy can reach and touch the rim just standing there. What's the Arenado dunk? Let's see how hard it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he could dunk. <laughs> Guy's 6'3". I'm sure he can get up a couple feet. Yeah. But – so, um, well, first, as we all predicted, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and uh, I think only one person had Trey Lance. Who had Trey Lance? I think Dave said Trey Lance. I thought they were leading that way. I wasn't sure. Yep. I just was sold on Mac Jones. And as, as some of the group saw in the text, when the uh, Bears traded up uh, – the text called me, basically begging. Well, like, yeah. God, please, this has to be Mac Jones. <laughs> I mean, I just think Mac Jones was a more – Higher floor, lower ceiling, right? Well, there, there's going to be no middle ground on uh, Lance. Uh, it, it's going to be Trubisky all over again. It's either going to yeah. be uh, a home run or – Big well, that's time, the same uh, same thing with Fields now too, right? You just yeah, oh, trade yeah. it up. You get like now he's got to be Russell Wilson, or you know. And I think people would have been more okay for you trading up to take Mac Jones, who's going to be a good pro. He might not be, you know, a twelve-time Pro Bowler, but he would have been a good pro that would have stayed and been there a while, and probably better than Cutler. Not you know, not. But it's your safe. Well, let's put it this way. Right? I think Mac, I think Mac Jones's low end would have been Cutler, and and that's not so bad. If, exactly, that's if, my point. If you take Cutler's personality away from his stuff, he still is. There were a couple of years if they were to give him either an offensive line or some receivers, they they could have done so. He did a lot with nothing a lot of years. He was missing yeah, you, one or the other all the time. Yeah, if you if you you know if you can put aside his prickly personality, you know, and all that, um, yeah, I mean, there was some talent there, but uh, yeah, the thing about Fields that is interesting 
and and folks have made uh, made the point, um, you know, and especially with the Bears' history, uh, why not? Not that those teams uh, before the Bears, uh, beyond the first uh, three picks, not all of them needed quarterbacks, but a couple of them, two, three, four of them, could have made a case for a quarterback, and they didn't go for the guy. And and also the 49ers didn't go for uh, for Fields. They traded up to get Lance. And so anyway, as a Bears fan, I think that puts your radar out there like, you know, yeah, he's got a, a very high ceiling, but you're always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Lance deal, I think there was a case of them overthinking. That's what I think is going to happen is they think that they thought they were smarter than they were. The more and more the statistics come out on his stuff, it's not that good. Yeah. You're just, you know, it's all potential. You know, it's, yeah. it's potential, potential, potential. And, you know, that's, that'll get you nowhere. I mean, yeah. Mac Jones will be a solid quarterback. You know, well, now he might be a Hall of Famer because he's going to Belichick. Yeah. I mean, just slid right in. They didn't have to move or do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just fell right into, into their lap. Yeah. The so dark they side. Out, they go out and spend some yeah. money. They can go back and run Brady's system. Uh, you know, the, the same system they ran with Brady because you're talking about the same guy to some extent. Well, yeah. it, I mean, they went out and spent the most money ever in NFL offseason history. Oh, yeah. Like two tight ends. It's on a list. It was like- yeah. So, I mean, they're they're reloaded. And they that's probably – honestly, if you're Bill Belichick, that's probably the quarterback besides – somehow if you traded up to get Trevor Lawrence that you as a guy had circled. Yeah. Yeah. To step think, right in. Think and, of the and... two, two things. Think of the coaching that he's had. He's gone from the greatest college football coach in Nick Saban to probably arguably one of the top three NFL coaches in Bill Belichick. And then think of in what was it four, three years ago, the quarterback room in Alabama was Tua, Hurt, and then Mac Jones, all three top two round quarterbacks, all starters yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Like, we put it that way. Yeah. We're thinking this guy's, I mean, at the, at the very least, right, he'll be one of the best backup quarterbacks ever to play the game. Right? Well, at the very least, he'll be a coached up, right? At the very least, he'll be a serviceable game manager, Alex Smith guy, Joe Flacco. Like he's that's probably his best comp is Joe Flacco because he's got a good arm. Yeah, he's not going to make mistakes, and you know, um, yeah, I mean he's better than McElroy and McCarron that came out of there as pure game managers. But I mean, I just I the fields and. For a Bears fan, let's be real. Fields and Mac Jones will ever or will forever be linked. Um, well, I think Trey Lance will be going there too. I really do. Like but not for the Bears. They no, had no shot. Bears, but it's but it's still going to be. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, well, what if Fields is better than Trey Lance or Mac Jones is better than Trey Lance? They're all. I think those three are always going to be kind of grouped together. Well, I think realistically, if you're going to go, the, I think it'll be the first. Those second four will. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will always be by himself, and then it'll always be. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields. Those guys will all be, you know, because what then the first thing will be said is if two of those are pro bowlers as rookies, 
then and one of them's not named Zach Wilson, New York media is going to go nuts about it. Yeah. You know, the difference for the Bears in this case, though, is that if, if Fields flops, um, it, it's not it's not a Trubisky like thing uh, because uh, he's he's been spoken of very highly. Uh, and, um, you know, for the most part, Pace has been uh, uh, complimented for uh, for what he did. You know, and, and actually, I think I think I texted at the time. I, I don't think they gave up that much to move up and, and get him, um, you know, first round this year, first round next year, um, you know, uh, hurts a little bit. But the other draft picks aren't killers. And, um, you know, he, he certainly has an upside and and he's got a track record. Trubisky just didn't have. I mean, you know, geez, what was it? Uh, 11 games, 14 games, something like that. Um, that's all he had. Yeah. But but right. Ohio State quarterbacks have a track record of not yeah. panning out. Well, <laughs> yeah, point. they don't have a track record. <laughs> but eventually, somebody's got to break that, right? <laughs> the yeah. point about the draft picks, though, I think it really determined. It's going to be determined on how the Bears finish this year. If it's if it's ugly and it's a high draft pick, yeah, that's yeah. going to hurt. Well, how do you feel if you're uh, Andy Dalton? You were dubbed QB one. Yeah, how dumb was that? Yeah, but you had you had to know. I mean, you know, if you're him, it's like, come on. Uh, I mean, if you thought otherwise, you're naive. You know. Well, if I'm him, I'm thinking I'm QB one for one year, so they can flop and get a higher pick next year. Yeah. But. Yeah, but Fields is, uh, you know, I mean, if he plays this year, it's going to be due to an injury, or that Dalton is just so completely ineffective that you know. Uh, they they give uh, Fields a shot, but I think it would be uh, foolish to start Fields uh, early in in the season because boy, that just uh, could damage his confidence. And you gotta you gotta start Dalton unless you have a Mike Glennon just complete face plan, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, then the only thing that worries me about it a little bit is you gotta run a different system for. Fields to some extent that you, you're going to do for Dalton. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so you're you're going to have two different philosophies to. And now Fields is a throw first guy. I mean, he's he, and stuff like that. So I mean that that helps. He's not RG three, you know. So I mean it's yeah, it's one of those. I think they did the best they could with the picks. I mean, you could have waited to the second round, taking take a fly around Mond like Minnesota did, and. If you're Kirk Cousins right now, you got to be thrilled. So you got a guy with not the most confidence in the world to begin with. I mean, if you look at the Bears, if you look at the Bears' uh, division right now, the best thing that happened was this draft. You've got, you've now got Goff in Detroit. And so, in my mind, is you know, he's not as good as the guy he replaced. You've got, uh, obviously, it looks like Rodgers is serious about leaving Green Bay. And then you, you you fracture the ego of Kirk Cousins, yeah. You, know, you you could come out of this better off just by default. Yeah, Jared Goff's the best quarterback in the division that's scheduled to play as of right now. That's the scary thing. That's that's very scary. Yeah, like I wasn't impressed with the college. So. I mean, yeah, if they don't polish it up with Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go back to what we're what I was going to bring up next. We'll skip to the Rodgers thing. Well, well they have to fix it, right? 
Oh my God. Yeah. You know, my question is, uh, and, and I, last year when they drafted love, okay, your feelings are hurt, but Jesus, you're, you're Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what is his gripe exactly? I, 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 <laughs> and they draft def- the last time they drafted a skill position outside of jo- uh, Jordan love in the first round was in 2003 when he was drafted. That's yeah. the bigger deal. That's that the Jordan love things. The smoke screen is I think it has everything to do with every guy he gets is long in the tooth by the time they get there. Jimmy Graham, besides, I mean, he's made Devontae Adams who he was. He made Randall right. Cobb who he was. He made Jordy Nelson who they were. Like, he's never had a guy. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I get that. I mean, I can see, but at the same time, uh, you know, and I don't mean to, you know, make it about money, but, you know, you're making really good money. Uh, you know, you, whatever it is, his cap hit, was it something like that? What's that? What is it, his cap hit, like 39 mil? Yeah, pr- probably, you know, and, and you know, despite all, uh, despite not drafting, yeah, despite oh, not drafting a skill, uh, you know, skill player, I mean, they've had quite a bit of success, you know, and, it's uh, you know, could it be easier? Yeah, if they got uh, they they drafted a wide receiver in the first or second round. Yeah, I'm sure, but they've done pretty well, and um, I don't know, they've had some success. Uh, Just by know. drafting a wide receiver doesn't mean it's, you're going to get Julio Jones either. You know, I mean they had yeah, them. yeah, they had Jordy uh, Nelson, uh, who was great. Uh, you know, you went and got Jimmy Graham, but didn't really have you know other than uh, can't think of a tight end in a while. Bubba Franks or something that was back way back when, but they haven't really had a great tight end. Um, but yeah, I mean they have some good running backs. Yeah, uh, was it Richard Rodgers was okay for the couple of years he was there, but that was yeah. mainly because of Aaron Rodgers. Right. Yeah. Nothing great. Tanya, Tanya's good. They were able to maintain the ball because they had a, a pair of running backs that complemented each other and did pretty well, but they did nothing to keep them together. Well, know? that's the other thing. Like, does that play into like? They they let these guys walk too, like forward yeah. not like like at what point does is it for Aaron Rodgers become the why do I have to retrain everybody every single year into the system? Like why can't we just keep one like an Aaron Jones that has a that's a all pro? Why can't we keep him? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, though. I mean, where's he going to end up and, uh, you know, what situation, uh, you, you know. Uh, this morning I heard Denver. I still don't know how New Orleans doesn't call on him. Yeah. That's, that's the fit for me right there. Oh, my. yeah. I mean, he goes there, bam. I mean, he doesn't skip even my and... Even Miami. Hmm. I mean, he might like the world up in New Orleans, though. I mean, if you think about that, between Michael Thomas and, and – uh, yeah, you talk about weapons. And everybody else. I mean, there's yeah. weapons all over the field there for him. He wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bill Belichick makes a phone call. Now, what's his deal? Uh, does he have uh, teams that he won't, uh, you know, does he have no uh, trade clause? I, does he have to approve anything? I Yeah, so um, I don't think he's got a no trade yeah, because I mean, if you you know you your GM, you re- really could get the last word, and you could trade him to, uh, oh geez, uh, who? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you could really you talk about not having any weapons or being in a bad situation. I mean, you know, the GM Houston? could stick it to him. Yeah, um, Houston for Deshaun. 
Yeah, Houston's a mess right now. But does Green Bay need a quarterback coming back? You know, do they do they want? I don't know. Well, no, they have Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah. Who was inactive for 13 of the 16 games last year. Was he really? Yeah. That's that's the other point. Like you draft the first round guy and then he's inactive. Why? Yeah. That's using his name. That was just a smoke screen on the name. Well, no, but that's what I mean. Like, I think there's something more like, I think that, I think this whole conversation happened last year and they said, okay, Aaron, we'll call your bluff. We'll trade up and we'll take a first round quarterback and we'll call your bluff. And then they're like, Oh crap. The guy we got isn't no, 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 no. We can't, we can't. And now he knows he has all the leverage. Yeah. Cause as it was, they, you know, everybody said, you know, they reached on that, on that pick to begin with for when they, when they drafted him. Yeah. They really they, wasted that. I and mean, they could have gotten a weapon for him. You yes. Know? I mean, think of the receivers that are available in the first round for the most part. Every one of them will walk out of field. Mm-hmm. But well, and then, wants, then if he wants they, to leave Green Bay, I'm all for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you <laughs> has my blessing. Yeah, well, then, then I'm sure they ticked him off even more by drafting a cornerback, uh, you know, in the first round again, you know, or you know, going defense. But uh, well, I, I know the the one there was an article here this morning saying that. He was probably pissed off when he found out that uh, you know, the you know the Bears uh, called their quarterback over and let him know they were going to draft the guy or something. That's that's the input that he wants to feedback up there that mm. he ain't getting. Yeah. Well, like Rick, I think started the whole conversation here. I mean, uh, what 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 are they going to do? I mean, you know, uh, you want to cause a riot? Yeah, trade him. Uh, I mean, because it doesn't matter what you do, who you get. Uh, you ain't gonna be Aaron Rodgers, you know, and uh, yeah, so and when the fans, the fans in the stands are your stockholders, yeah, that's gonna be go over real well. Here's the all the mediocre players turning into real mediocre players fast, yeah, Rodgers, absolutely. Well, here, here's here's the other interesting fact Aaron Rodgers has played 16 seasons as a Green Bay Packer. That's Brett Favre, 16 seasons. Bart Starr, yeah. 16 seasons. Nobody has ever played a 17th season in Green Bay. <laughs> like, there's looking like that's going to stay that way. Favre, yeah. played, Favre played three more years after that. He could have had 20, but they wanted to move on to Rodgers. Yeah, I like, I like Dave. I'm fine if he leaves, but he can't go to like Minnesota like Favre did. Actually. I don't want to see that. I still think no, they, the no. Bears should have Bears should have just hung on to Dalton for one year. Rodgers has an opt out after twenty two. He, you don't think he would have liked to stick it to Green Bay and been great for the Bears? No, he would never. I just Aaron Rodgers is the most girly type of attitude there is. Right, but he wants to live in California, so he's going to go to California. Well, they're talking John Gruden might also have a uh, package that's worth worth a phone call. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. Where do you live in Green Bay? Like, what is uh, it? You figure if, if that includes Derek Carr and some other first round picks, that's yeah, that's not awful for a 37 year old quarterback, <laughs> as good as he is. Could you imagine him and Chucky John Gruden together? 
Oh, yeah. Aaron, I want you to run, run Spider 3 Y Banana here. <laughs> Got that for me? Put it back to me. <laughs> I mean, they'd be fun and entertaining, that's for sure. Yeah. But, but you know, overall, I thought the Bears had a good draft. Yeah. Well, were- I like their number two pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He should have been number one, like I said. But um, well, he was on a lot of first round. Charges. He was. So, yeah, it was, I mean, their first two picks uh, rank right up there um, among. I mean, that that alone was made for a successful draft for them. I think. Well, they got an A plus on their draft already. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like they really the Bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a couple other guys that you know could play some now they're down there, and you know. It, you got to look at, you know, and that's why I, I contacted Ricky you know, because the, the only one that worried me on tape was the kid out of Missouri because he just didn't look athletic. Now, he looked huge, but he just, he looked like he couldn't get out of his own way. But, you know, they showed like three, they had like two clips of him, and they kept showing the same ones. You know, and he didn't look exceptionally good on either of those two, two clips. They could have had better tape on this kid, I'm, I'm sure, because – he had some numbers. Yeah. Well, and Mizzou's offense wasn't bad. They led the SEC in, or SEC East because you can't really lead the SEC in rushing when you have Alabama. But Larry Roundtree had the most he, – he's now the uh, all-time SEC touchdown for a career holder. And they ran a lot to that right side where, uh, where uh, big old Larry played right guard and right tackle for the past two well, years. Well, his run blocking looked – Decent on the clip they had. They look, he'll be he'll be a guard. It's, it's, I don't yeah. think the, it was a pass blocking. His footwork. Yeah. No, that's what. Yeah. So the thing he's gonna be a guard. Yeah. They always say like his footwork was kind of bad. It was choppy, and then he also doesn't have the quickest hands to get when he's not moving forward. <clears throat> so I think he, you know, they try to think too much. Like if you watch Mizzou's offense, they ran the ball to the right side, and if they were passing they were most of the time looking right to start out of the formation. So Connor could uh, see whether that guy was already beaten, beating the tackle or not. <laughs> there wasn't too many blindside hits or, or you know. Because there, there were still some really, really good receivers on the board at that time. Uh, so I'm sure it was a tough, a tough call. There, there's some receive, receivers that went fairly late that, you know, pretty big names and stuff like that. So, yeah, they 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 really jumped into the offensive line, and I and I'm happy they did. Mm-hmm. We we need the help, and they must feel very comfortable with this Tevin Jenkins Jenkins because he he appears to have the left tackle spot wide open. I think, I think he's a day one, one starter. Yeah, the release of uh, Charles Leno. So yeah, which you know it, it's. It's okay, I guess. They, they were rough against the salary cap, so you got to let somebody go. Um, I thought he was a pretty good player. I didn't think he was an amazing player, but, you know, he didn't – other than his penalties, I thought he was pretty solid. Unpro- uh, unproductive at his salary, though. That was the problem. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I, I, I get why they did it, and there'll be some offensive linemen out there available to pick up to and stuff, and they're, they're going to need to continue on that on that path. You'll, you'll trip over – you know, another Cody Whitehair or somebody like that out there who just, you know, didn't light up the charts, but, you know, as a pro, pretty good. Yeah. 
But they've already been diving into the uh, undrafted pool too. I think they got a couple other big offensive tackles. Well, they took the kid. They took a kid out of Northwestern, who's three hundred thirty-five pounds, and oh, you know he played next to Rashawn Slater. So I mean, it's you know you're not going to get a lot of press playing next to a guy that hasn't given up a sack in two and a half years in the Big Ten. You know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, you know, and including that, none to Joey Bosa the two times he played him. So that's, you know, it's good. So he, I, I mean, it's there. I mean, that's the other direction I have when I put it out. Yeah, and you look at how things pay off. I mean, Northwestern gets two guys drafted in the first round, a guy in the third round, 10 guys overall. And today, big defensive end out of West Virginia decides he's going, he's in the, uh, in the pool coming out, coming to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. to finish his career there. I mean, you get you, know, you start getting your head up on there on the stage and people start recognizing you. You know, you got somebody like Fitz comes and talks to you. you you're probably going to, you're going to want to sign, you're going to want to sign up for the Marines if he comes to talk to you usually. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's starting to pay off. And it's, I guess there's a kid out of Iowa, the defensive end, going to enter the pool tomorrow. And rumor has it, it might be Northwestern for him too. Well, at the very least, you, you end up with your college career with a degree from Northwestern. That doesn't suck, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yes. That's definitely, that's definitely, if you don't happen to make it as a football player, it's, it's, it's going to help you a little <laughs> in, in the long run. But yeah. there's a there's a couple of guys in there and, and stuff like that that, you know, because I watched them all, you know, all four years. Riley Lees, who's an undersized wide receiver, unbelievable hands, runs unbelievable routes. He's, you know, he's your Wes Walker, t- you know, that type of stuff like that. He could, he could make a name because he went to New Orleans. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you see who attracted you want. And Patty Fisher, he will be a, he'll be a linebacker in that league. There's no question. You don't come out, you don't come out the number one ranked linebacker in Texas in high school and that. And that'd do well. He had a good career at Northwestern. Well, and he's got a nice guy to learn from in uh, Luke Keekley down there in Carolina. Yeah. That'll help a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just, just a touch. Two, kids, uh, two or three Northwestern guys went to Carolina. Two, I think, from that list yeah. you sent. But, you know, the, the Bears took their uh, yearly cornerback also in the uh, sixth round. Let a good one go. So. <laughs> The the only thing with him, uh, do you trust defensive players out of the Pac-12? Especially especially Oregon, who has never played defense in their life. They just always try to outscore teams. Yeah. What you hope is that you get the guy with enough speed because you got to have one thing in order to make an Oregon squad, offense or defense, you got to be fast. Yeah. Yeah. So you hope that. Somewhere underneath that speed, along with that speed, there's some talent that you can coach. You, know, you, you can't coach speed. The guy, the guy's either four four or he's four seven, and it's just that it's, you're not you're not going to the four seven guy's not going to be four four. It's not going to happen. Speaking of four seven, Michael Vick, forty two years old, ran four seven forty the other day. Seriously. Yeah. I was just going to ask the same thing. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes came out and said 
man, he's 41 years old and he still runs faster than me. <laughs> Maybe the Bears could uh, sign him to be a backup quarterback. Well, that's what I was going to So the Bears still technically need to ki- cut $800,000 to be cap compliant. One, It has to be one of those guys, right? It's got to be – you're not going to keep Foles and Dalton, are you, with Fields well, I'm sure hoping they could get something for one of them, but they're yeah, – they're, my guess is they keep Dalton, they move Foles, or they're hoping for a, a fifth-round pick from somebody or something like that. Yeah. They're, what they're hoping is somebody's backup gets hurt in OTAs or preseason and they need somebody. And, and I would do the same thing. If somebody, if a team doesn't have a backup out there, you might be able to get a late-round pick for for Foles. Which you can't have enough draft picks. I'm, I'm tired of watching the drafts and, and – you go 120 numbers without the Bears picking anybody. Uh, well, and, uh, like this year, the Vikings, I think, had 11 picks. I mean, you're gonna if you have 11, you're gonna hit on a couple just yeah. by error. But if you only drafted six or seven, you boy, you better be right. Yeah, I forgot all about Foles. Jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, well, that's going to. How can we not find uh, somebody in, you know in Philadelphia willing to be like, hey, we have a statue, we got to bring this guy back? You know? No. How about <laughs> how about you can't figure out to have Ursay say, hey, last time Foles and Wentz were on the same roster, they won a Super Bowl. Maybe I should bring him in <laughs> with Frank Wright. But yeah, so right now, without having a salary technically for Fields. You have uh, about 12 and a half mil of your cap between Dalton and Foles. Yeah, what have we gone? Well, there may be a team, maybe a team up north looking for a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. Foles to. (laughs) You can work a trade with them. Well, then you're, then you're, uh, Thirty-six million dollars over the cap. If you oh, get- oh no, I'm not saying trade. Uh, oh, you're not uh, saying get Rogers. <laughs> yeah, after they trade him to Denver or Miami, then they'll be in search of a quarterback if they don't get one back. Yeah. <laughs> so, just to recap a little of the draft, how about the uh, the wide receiver quarterback combos that we're going to have next year now? With the Bengals selecting Jamar Chase to go with Joe Burrow, I'm excited to see that's my that's the big. Well, yeah. Well, then I mean, I like Jalen Waddle and Tua, and then you got Devontae Smith going to Philly to play with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh, God. How long is it going to be before you have an all Alabama professional football team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was get, always the thing, right? You can get like, draft off that roster. I mean. That was always the thing. There's that one team that was so bad, like the Detroit Lions lost every game that year. And it was like, I bet you Alabama could beat them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Probably close to being right. Well, I mean, when you got six first rounders. Yeah. Six. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Usually when they have six first rounders like that, it's two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, a linebacker, and one skill guy. No, you had two wide receivers, a running back, a cornerback. Yeah, you're in a second a qu- round. A quarterback, there's your five, and then one offensive tackle. Yeah, 
You have people taking your third string running back and your third string wide receiver in the first couple of rounds. Yeah. So it's like, how deep were you? At that now point? you realize Mizzou's faults in the SEC. You got to play them every three years. It's a nightmare. I'm interested to see the uh, Devonta Smith versus Jalen Waddell career and see how that plays out. Well, I, I, I never felt too great about Devonta Smith and, and his size. No. Here's the thing. If if uh, Waddle doesn't break his ankle in week three, mm-hmm. that Heisman Trophy wasn't Devontae Smith. It was Jalen right. Waddle. Well, yeah. Like, right. you know. But, and then uh, the last thing we'll touch on with the NFL was, uh, did anybody hear Urban Meyer's comment lately? Mm-hmm about a potential tight end and who he thinks could help at tight end position and in the quarterback room. Oh, you, you're talking oh, about yeah. uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Go back to the Mets and play baseball. Oh, you know well, like Somebody should have made a tight end out of Tebow years ago. That yeah, was- Josh McDaniel should have in Denver however long ago. I mean, the guy was a hell of a football player. There was no question. He just – is that then have a quarterback's mentality or, or arm? I mean, that was the biggest thing. Football player. I mean, he could have he could have played somewhere in something. I mean, well, I mean, if you if you find the right guy to work with him, he could have been Taysom Hill, right? Yeah, I without question. Or could you imagine him? Yeah, just even on a goal line package where it's just Tebow and two slant options, and he can run the ball or hand it off to a wide. There's four options there. Hand I'm it off, not, run it, or throw a slant. Hill's running the Saints anyway. No, I think it'll be Jameis when it's all said and done. Yep. Or, or Aaron Rodgers. Or uh, that's the fit. There, there, I mean, there is no two ways about it. Anybody can't see that. Mm. I don't know financially if they can get it done. That's the problem. I mean, I just, I don't know. It'd be Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers in a dome. And you get two two games for sure of Brady and Rodgers with yeah. those offenses. That would be yeah. – Yeah, you put Peyton, uh, Peyton and Rodgers – you know, that, that's right there with Belichick and Brady as far as being able to – if they get a week to plan for you, good luck. Yeah, forget it, yeah. <laughs> but So we'll move on um, – from one future Hall of Famer, we'll we'll talk about another future Hall of Famer that's uh, world got rocked a little bit today with the Angels uh, releasing Albert Pujols out of out of really nowhere. I mean, five home runs, twelve RBIs out there. Well, there is a so there's a story going around that yesterday Tampa started. Uh, um, let me find it. Let me find it. Oh, is this the uh, he uh, he got pulled or he didn't get to play against the yeah, left-hander? Yeah. So there's a left-handed pitcher that he was six for nine with three home runs against, and he wasn't in the lineup last night. So I guess some some words were said, and then today, uh, yeah, today he's yeah. Uh, and apparently, apparently, it was what I read. Uh, it was the front office. It wasn't Madden who. Um, dictated uh, that um, uh, lineup decision 
Yeah. I think that's and, what he that's open. what he realized today, and then that's why, you know. But you know, there's uh I think three potential landing spots for him, and <clears throat> one is with his old bench boss and TLR and Chicago. I'm sure the city of Chicago would love to start selling Pujols jerseys just 10 years after they really wanted to and in a different color. He got to assume LaRusso is going to be there all year. We'll get to that. We're going to talk about that. I don't <laughs> I don't understand that, honestly. The, well, the, the, what part don't you understand? The fact he doesn't know how many outs are in an inning or the fact that he doesn't know how to, how to play a seven-inning game? <laughs> no, the fact that the fact like. that the fact that half the team just doesn't like him because he's old school and the guy knows how to win and they're crybabies. They've already well, they, it was a topic on ESPN today all day. They they counted down four games that they pinned a loss directly on Larusa. Well, that you know, I yeah. Players yeah, also they, players also have to perform. There's there's no there's no question about it. But you when you don't know your starting pitcher is done. When he, when he, and then your starting pitcher hangs you out to dry before you get your press conference by saying, yeah, I was totally gassed and stuff like that and didn't tell his manager that, but the manager had to answer to him was in, and why he didn't recognize it, it cost him a game. When you, you know, when you, you said, well, he had, you know, he had two outs anyway, so we were just playing for that third out and there was only one out. I mean, I think is his, is his total attention on, on that team. That's <laughs> I, I, nothing against Larusa personally. Just he's not a young guy. He's been out of the game a long time. Is he to the point where he can't he can't be as involved as he was 15, 20 years ago? Well, and do do you have that edge? I mean, you know, because when you think exactly. about, uh, you know, I mean, you you've won um, uh, three three World Series with Cardinals, right? Two no. went to went to went to three one two. Oh, two, six, six and 11. Um, Lost on four. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, you've kind of been there. You know, how do you. Uh, ten, ten years is a long time. Yeah, right? it really is. You know, I mean. How, That's a it, long time. For but him. he was he was in baseball. He was an advisor for the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox. So he's been in baseball. You know, what I mean? like it's not like he was nowhere. And then it's not like Davey Johnson who was absolutely nowhere and then came back or Dusty Baker, who was absolutely nowhere and came back. Well, the casual fan knows how the, how the seven inning game is played in, in a double header. And the the I run on the team does not. That's and admits it. I didn't know the rules. How, how is that possible? And, and beyond that, what picture, my, my point picture is somebody, you... picture another, pick one, pick another manager someplace <laughs> and imagine that uh, if Renteria would have said that, oh my God, they'd have killed him. Yeah, I mean, Larusa gets cut some slack, and yeah, uh, but I don't know. Tough. Yeah, how do you, um, uh, you know, you can't duplicate that uh, the intensity, uh, the concentration, the effort. You know, you've you've kind of you know you've climbed the mountain, you've been there, and now all of a sudden um, you're trying to do it again. Uh, whether you're a player or a manager, uh, I just I, I think that's coming into play here. I mean, I think well, I think there was coming into play is you got a, you got an owner who thought they were going to win this year no matter what, and on paper you still could. I mean, that's there's no question. And taking his friend along for a ride, you know, and if his friend starts costing him games, then it's going to be. I mean, eventually you keep repeating these these type of errors. 
he's going to lose some guys in that dugout if he doesn't have Moretti. I mean, that's yeah. you're, you're going to have to split dugout. Yeah, you, enough guys on the IL to go along with that. It's, it's not going to be a pretty picture. Yeah, especially with how young the team is, and you know, we, you got the outspoken leader and Tim Anderson, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't know that it's time to like wave the white flag. You know, we've had a few injuries. We had this and that. Uh, there's there's still you know money to be spent if needed. There's a trade deadline. Um, eventually, these players will come back too. And I don't know. I just don't think. I don't know that Larusa is not the right guy. I, I think he is. Uh, I think he's a he's a great manager to have, especially when it comes to going to the playoffs. So, you know, you, you got to get there. I don't think anybody in our division is, is flying away with it right now. So I think we're, I think we're good. You well, know, nobody that division is going to run. Really run. It's a different, different type of game than it was when he was. That's the advantage you have. Nobody in that division is going to run away with it, unless it's you. I mean, it's right. you know, quite frankly. So, but you, you take a look at, at some of the stuff that's happening and, you know, would, would LaRusso have been better off as a consultant like Rick said, he, he, you know, he has he has been as opposed to the, you know, the quote unquote leader because he's not leading right now, you know, and so, and they've got some adversity. I mean, Eloy's gone, you don't, and the injury he had, you don't know if he's ever going to be Eloy again. I mean, yeah. you know, and then you lose, you know, you, bigger than Eloy, you lose Robert, you know, stuff like that, who, you want to be only outfielders that could that could is a plus defender, yeah. you know, on, on top of being a, a, a really good hitter and stuff. And other guys just not having the years they had, like you know, you know, like a brand new stuff like Giolito. I mean, it's, I mean, luckily Rodon's you know come out and stuff like that and and done some things, but you know, injuries will will kill you eventually. And Moncada is back to being Moncada, and, mm-hmm. and it's. On paper, it all looks good. I, trust me, talking to a guy whose team on paper, you know, 17 and 18 and 19, you would have thought would have been there also. And they found ways to lose. And that's they need to, they need to write the ship pretty quickly. They need you know, who's the bench coach? They put me on That's a problem right now. Former Cardinal Miguel Cairo. Is it Miguel Cairo? Is he the bench coach? That's what it's, yeah. It's former Cub, too. Bullpen coach is Kurt Hassel. Joe McEwing, first base coach. Daryl Boston, or McEwing third base. Daryl Boston first. Uh, Miguel Cairo bench coach. I mean, you got some catching issues as far as hitting. Although McCann isn't isn't hitting isn't hitting lights out either. So you didn't. No. Yeah. You didn't I mean, that one. That was a good. That was a good call. He's he's yeah, a to back his his uh, baseball card stat. So. Yeah, he's. He, so you, you didn't lose that one, but you you still need somebody can put up some numbers there. It's the vision you're in. If you can do it, but it can really come down to is he going to spend the money. Yeah, that's because there's there's going to be players available out there. There's well, the, the pool holes discussion. I don't know. I mean, does he fit? I mean, sure, but but where? You know, I, well, I then you got to take a Bredo off of first. Some, no, no, no. Pools is just your DH. Yeah, but you have the Yermanate. 
But maybe maybe Mercedes can learn how to play left field better than Pujols or Cabrera could. Oh. No, no, they said, in the minor leagues, they were talking. They were talking. Some guy played the minors with them. No, no. you think Aloy's bad out there? Oh God! <laughs> well, you know yeah. it, it pains it pains me to say it, but I I don't think there is a place for pools anywhere, other than as, as a matter of fact, my thought is that uh, uh, what's Kansas gonna end City up might be it. What's that? Kansas City could be it. Oh, Kansas City, yeah. And I don't know uh, their situation if they'd have a place where he could uh, have any regular at bats, but uh, if if he doesn't get uh, some sort of interest. I see him coming back to the Cardinals, a one-day contract. They have a special day for him, special night, and then that's that's it. But uh, you also have to ask, you know, if you're him, do you go to a, into a situation where, yeah, somebody will take you, but, um, you know, you're going to you're gonna be that uh, guy on Sunday who, who fills in, you know, and then the occasional pinch hit during the week, you know, and, and, and he just, just seems like that is beneath him. You know. Yeah, at this point, it's very, uh, it's, how, how do you do that, you know? That's, yeah, it's just, it's it's sad because it's, a, you know, and, and uh, you know, the Angels should be ashamed of themselves as well, you know, uh, how unceremonious to... You just let that, you let that just play out during the year and... and yeah, you, you just, you know, and you let it, uh, yeah, like let it stay on the team. And now, unless behind the scenes, Pools said, you know, what, uh, no, you either got to let me go or, you know, if, if he was uh, the one demanding that, but... If not, shame on them because you you know you can't uh, do that to a player of his caliber. Even if he is, I mean, he's he, he's way way underperforming, of course, by pool standards. But that that's not how you handle that. But but here's the, so hitting 198, but he's 0 for his last 18. Like he was you know a little skid. It you know it's not like he's hitting oh whatever you know he was hitting 250 something. 260 before he went on that little skid still on pace technically for 37 home runs and <clears throat> at 12 RBIs like it, he was no no different than he normally was except for maybe so what happens if he goes three for 18 is he still on the roster because he's you know okay so hitting a little before well. I mean, they, they come up to 226 and they leapfrog eight people and then eight teams in the league because well, there's there's half the almost half the league's 229 or less. That's that's my point, right? So like, you know I mean, there was 1,092 more strikeouts in the month of April than there were base hits. Mm -hmm. That's why I said, you know, for the Sox, could he be a fit if he had somewhere? The only reason being the Sox hitting 265 as the team. Averages isn't a problem. The home runs are way down um, and stuff like that. I mean, if Pools is really going to hit home runs, then he's got five. He's, you know, it's hard to extrapolate five at this point, but it's you know he does have five and stuff like that. If he if he hits two twenty and, and he hits twenty five home runs, he might he might be the guy you need. He might be. But yeah, still, think, the problem is, what do you do? What do you do with the Urbanator? Yeah, what is he take? Who is he taking time with? You know, that's the is it, is it is it really worth it? Now, if he was like, if he was left-handed, well, then you would say, okay, you know, that would be the other. That would be the other deal. No, well, I, I, I think that's why the Cardinals. I don't want to say are a fit, but like it could also they have 
unless they're starting Justin Williams over Tyler O'Neill one day, the Cardinals have absolutely no right-handed power off their bench. And really they have no power period off their bench because their power bat is Matt Carpenter. <laughs> you know, like he's not going to play first, obviously. I mean, maybe he spells Goldschmidt a game here and there, but I think, you know, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I still think the guy, can Goldsmith play anywhere else at this point? His no, career? no, he's yeah. a gold glove first baseman. I wouldn't want to touch that. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I'm just saying for a game here, you know, game a week type thing. Well, here's the thing you got a gold glove caliber who can barely hit center fielder and Harrison Bader. You got Dylan Carlson, who's a young guy playing right field you don't really want to mess with. And then you have Tyler O'Neill, who just won a gold glove. Yeah. And then you have gold glover Nolan Arenado. You know, like, I mean, is Pools even regularly playing first base for the Angels right now? Or is he- uh, no, he's a mix of no. DH, DH first base. He played third yeah. base the other night. But no, I mean, like if this, if we were talking about this and they instituted the DH rule again, I think he's undoubtedly a St. Louis Cardinal. Yeah, I would say so. I now mean, the reason Kansas City, I think works two reasons he played so long with he played four and a half years with Mike Matheny or no Matheny left after oh four yeah so four and a half years with Matheny Mm -hmm. and then Kansas City I just looked at their last six lineups they're just rotating regulars in as the DH whether it's Soler one day whether it's Salvador Perez one day whether it's you know. well, so, so there is another one I know for his head is a DH. I mean, it's right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a bigger version of Eloy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. We were growing him in the minors that way. He's, you know, that was, he was, he's that same guy. But so. that my point, my point is, is he could go there and be there full time. Like, I still think the guy still puts professional at bats together. And I, I mean, until he's done, I will never say he's not going to come through in a clutch moment because I've seen it so much. Right. And he just has that presence. I mean, he walks exactly. up and, like, it's not just some DH, you know. No, it's – it's, it's, And I, I think the stuff that goes by the wayside by us fans, you know, we don't see it on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, if you, you bring him in and you have him on the bench, you know, doing batting practice just in the clubhouse – talking to a guy like Soler who's still young and just, just learning how to be a professional and learning how he does the daily grind. I think, I, I think that goes a long way. What, well, I think that goes a long way. I hate to watch guys like this struggle because, yeah. you know, they tell you it's Willie Mays' birthday. Is it 90 or whatever it is? Yeah, 90. If the only thing you ever saw was Willie Mays play his last two years for the New York Mets, you would have no clue how in the hell this guy is in the Hall of Fame. Forget the 25 years in a row he hit, hit 295 with 35 home runs and gold glove in center field and one of the most consistent players I ever saw. Those last two years where he, he was playing, it was painful to watch because you, you knew who he was and he just wasn't. You know, he hit 185 with the next to one year and I think about 210 the next year. It, it was heartbreaking. You know, now those, you know, back then in the day, those guys didn't make the kind of money they make now. So financially, yeah, 
probably probably worked it for his, for his retirement at that point because they didn't make that kind of money. I mean, I just I think that's why he'd be an okay fit if if he was able to suck up the role for the White Sox too. They have so many young hitters. How many guys in the major leagues will you will you ever see this stat? He's got 3,200. 3,253 hits, 669 doubles, 667 home runs. Oh, again, again but like, if, you, if you were a 12-year-old boy and all you saw was the last 18 months in, in Anaheim, you would have no idea what the hoop was about. None. No, I, but I'm just saying, like, to, to be able to give that type of, like, my – like. Hey, look at the way, like, this is the way you go about hitting, right? He's got 1,334 walks, 1,317 strikeouts. Like, he's got more, he's got, like I said, the 3,253 hits in only 28, almost 2,900 games played. Yeah, there's something to be said for bringing him into that White Sox clubhouse, and it's probably not so much the – on the field in the batter's box uh, contributions, because, uh, you know, if there's this rising tide of uh, anti La Russa, you bring Pujols into that uh, uh, clubhouse. um, As a Hispanic, which is. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That that stems the tide of of the anti La Russa thing that puts the kibosh on that right away. It puts the focus back on playing the game. And if you think this is the year that you're going to do it, you bring him into the clubhouse and uh, and he's going to, whether he says anything or not, he's going to lay down the law and uh, they're well, going to focus on baseball, not all the other crap. Yeah. You have Lance Lynn. I guarantee you who, who is Dave, you were talking about that pitcher who uh, made the comment before La Russa got to this press conference saying he was gassed. Who was that? Was that Giolito? I guarantee you right after he said that the next morning, Lance Lynn had him by the throat saying, you don't say anything until, until yeah. TLR speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Giolito, he's, he's not having a good year again. And he's <clears throat> up and down. Now he's up and down. And yeah. But I mean, so what is it? Eloy is Dominican, right? Abreu and Robert are Cuban. Yes. Mikado's yeah. Dominican. Yeah. Right. So all of those guys right there, you're telling me that. The guy that they probably looked up to their entire life as a professional baseball player coming into that room and saying, "Oh, it's oh, not no, going to—it's no. not going to hurt him in the dug in the dugout. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's on the field. The, the first time he, he goes up to be the the does the, the pinch hitter in the ninth inning instead of instead of uh, you know the urinator right now the way he's going like, again. It's not going to stay that way, but it's probably going to hit three hundred. I mean three three twenty five. You know when it's all done and said." And he strikes out and leaves the winning runner. It's yeah. I mean, one thing about this town is the sports writers are brutal. I mean, they yeah. we do not have a lot of good sports writers in this town anymore. We had some really good ones for a long time. They're all retired. You guys got guys like Gordon Wittenmeyer who just hates the, the Cubs because he hated the Tribune. The Tribune has nothing to do with the freaking Cubs anymore, but he still hasn't let it go. Yeah. And you know, some of the other guys we have. I mean, the mantra on, on La Russa right now is growing. It's already hit on ESPN. They had to start in Chicago. Started <clears throat> with the Chicago writers, and then they'll push it, push it, push it, push it. You know, to what's that? I mean, it, it's very negative. I mean, I, yeah, this is going to be a storyline now the rest of the season, unless uh, 
you know, somehow, some way, somebody puts the kibosh on it. So that that I I think that would that would be reason in and of itself to bring in uh, pools. I would uh, argue. What do you got to pay? What what what's the yes, 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 I guarantee. I guarantee. I think he still gets MLB is guaranteed money, so he still gets that whole paycheck. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he can take league. I guarantee he'd be okay taking league minimum. Yeah. So I can say mm-hmm. what. If yeah, because he's still getting the money from me. Yeah. If the yeah. angels are paying, if the angels are paying, yeah. Well, that's a, MLB is get every every contract you sign is guaranteed money, no matter what. And he's not going to come in and be a cancer, you know. No. But if, if he agrees and understands what his usage would be, and he goes to the situation, that's why I really think like the Cardinals make the most sense, right? I I don't know. I mean, I know the White Sox would, but I think just his relationship with the Cardinals. The PR that would go around it, we can open up his restaurants again, you know, and he can just, just be pool holes in, in St. Louis. I don't think he ever feels left. I mean, the guy had a magical yeah. – he's been gone for 10 years, and he's he only got to come back one time. Like, the MLB kind of messed that one up a bit with yeah. the scheduling, right? Yeah. yeah. But the one weekend he had here, he went like – How awesome. I remember watching. I was, I was at the game that he hit the home run, and the play – I've never heard the place louder. <laughs> And I was there in game two of the 2011 World Series. And I was there, you know, trying to think what, you know. It It just makes the most sense. Well, the other team that I was wondering and thinking, could he go be the DH for the Yankees with the short right field and short left field? Well, you've got the the Yankees who are – the IL starting to pile up again. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, Luke Voigt's on the IL. So, they don't technically have a first baseman either right now. When it comes to when it comes to you know just going and making those kind of moves, you could never count the Yankees out of where they are. No. Well, especially when he's getting all that money still. Oh, but no, Stan's been killing it. I mean, is he you're gonna put him back in the outfield, I guess? Would that would that be the thought? But I mean, well, or you, you put, put him in the field with judge. I don't know. No, Stan or you put Pujols at first base until Voigt gets back. Yeah. yeah. And then you get yeah. And then you just rotate whether Clint Frazier's out, whether Gardner's out, whether Aaron Hicks is out. Like, yeah. you know, you got that almost that strategy wise sounds like the best fit or the White Sox. But I, I think the best fit is Kansas I City. It, I find it very hard to not see them in the St. Louis Cardinals jersey for them. It's great. So do you know, I. I got as much of a, a, a Pujols fan uh, as I am. I I just I would hate to see that because it would be purely for sentimental reasons. Yeah. The Cardinals don't have a baseball reason to bring him in. And He's not going to make him better. Yeah, our yeah, bench it, is yeah. our bench is very bad at hitting. There is well, one reason. Well. Yeah. Now now if if Pujols would say if, if you'd say okay yeah uh, we'll take you back but you're going to be our our late inning uh, uh, right handed bat off the bench. Well, that's uh, what they're doing at Carpenter, and they're paying him 18 mil. I'm sure. Well, yeah, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned that because the very first thing I thought of was, oh, my God. So he's a little bit of a slump here, and the Angels can get rid of uh, Pools, but the Cardinals can't get rid of Carpenter, you know. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, yeah. here, here, is your, here is your Cardinals bench right now with Molina out. Ali Sanchez, Matt Carpenter, Edmundo Sosa, Lane Thomas, Justin Williams. Who scares you? I don't know most of those guys. <laughs> That's my point. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, if, if he would accept that role, I'd, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'd, I'd hate to have them uh, bring back just to uh, play the last uh, four months here, uh, you know, uh, for sentimental reasons and every now and then coming up. I, I just don't think, I think he would have to uh, have some sort of an integral role. Um, and that, that could be the right-handed bat off the bench if he's willing to accept that. I mean, Matt Stairs yeah. made a three, played three or four extra years just being a power left-handed pitch hitter for the Phillies for a while. Yep. Won a World mm-hmm. Series. I just you're gonna have a kid. Make sure they're left-handed, right? <laughs> That's really the only problem. Left-handed, left-handed <laughs> hitting catchers. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I don't know. I I think it'd be the. Here's what I really think: the Angels missed the boat on just naming Pujols the player to be named later and getting out of the money. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> for the Fowler trade to send him back to St. Louis. Mm. But it's a, uh, I don't know. It's a, the way I look at it, the Cardinals are in first place right now with the roster they have. And I'm sure they're already looking at whether it's Trevor story or an upgrade in shortstop or center field. I don't know if they have, you know, I just named their bench, but at least those guys on the bench can move and play the defense. Deal they have, the biggest deal they have to worry about is after having seen them play the three series against them is Milwaukee's picture staff is not smoke and mirrors. They're, they're actually pretty damn good right now. And Yellow just really did nothing for them. He's back on the IL. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, if Milwaukee makes a move for a, a, a big-time hitter, they – they could string some stuff together more, you know, more so than I mean, they're, they're consistent. At least they're, you know, they're hitting, I think, I think they're hitting 218 or something. They're not, they're, nobody's hitting on, on the team, but you don't have Braun anymore and you've lost Yelich. I mean, so that's, you know, what's out of the Reds. The Reds are just a cluster. I don't think they're ever going to figure it out. And, no. and every time we only get pissed off about that one, I want you to just, I think they cast it on. I'm sure it stayed here, but uh, front office blew that one into this stuff. But I would, wouldn't hate Sonny Gray in my uniform. So. Well, Sonny Gray is Sonny Gray. You know, he's, he gets into the second month of the season, his arm falls off. You know, so that's. Pretty but he said, if the Cubs aren't going to sign him, I got the answer for the sign. <laughs> Play, they, uh, plays left, he plays center, he plays, he plays right, he plays third base, he plays first base. He and, and right now, and right now, he looks like the Chris Bryant of 2016. In fact, he's ahead of the Chris Bryant of 2016. What would that trade package look like? Because I know what you said in, in the text message would be starting with OPEC. That's true. That's way too high for a guy that doesn't have anything left on his. Like for a guy that's a, it's an MVP, an MVP winner. Uh, can play all those positions and play them a but plus it defensively in any of those positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also played short a few games, believe it or not. That's there. And has won basically every award in baseball for the last 10 years. But you have three quarters, you get three quarters of the year for, you know, that, that's where. Well, no, you, 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 have, to be, you have to be convinced you could sign them. Right, which I don't think that's going to happen. And then, like when we got Kopech, we gave up Chris Sale 
with like his salary was, I mean, like got awful low because they, I mean, White Sox have been great at. Well, there's, there's not, there's not, a, they there's not big, but it was not another picture of the Sox I would take for, for Brian. Yeah. Here, Matt, I got the guy that they're going after. Charlie Blackman. Left-handed bat, can play all three outfield positions. Good OBS. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got that crazy beard, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if you're lucky, they'll pay a salary for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's having a rough year this year, but he's – I mean, oh, I should say his numbers are a bit down, but he's the only real threat beside, behind Trevor Story. He still has 17 RBIs, but he's hitting 204. A lot of guys are having rough years. Yeah. yeah. The, Mets, the Mets are real happy with their acquisition right now. <laughs> hey, he had one hit in the whole four-game series against the Cardinals, and it came in his last at-bat in a 6-1 game in the ninth inning today. I tell you, hey, he, he, had, he had a walk too today. So. He yeah. did. He, he did not look good. I'm going to tell you when he was here we playing. He did not look. All nobody, I know, nobody was afraid of him. I, I tell you that. All I know you is just, 27 you just from. Get, go ahead, Keith. No, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. I was going to say you just don't get your you know the same uh, same value for your 300 million like you used to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean pools. <laughs> uh, that was only 240. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i was just gonna say number 11 in the birds on the bat's gonna look awfully good in black silver and purple come july and number 27 in black silver and purple is gonna look awfully good and the birds on the bat reunited with his left side left side of the infield partner that'd be pretty sweet that's that's the move for the cardinals i think granted it's another right-handed bat and then you have literally no left-handed batting whatsoever, but you know. Mm. Like, what are they going to? What are they going to use to make that happen? What are we going to use? Yeah, trade your bench. Well, for for story for for <laughs> st- those guys. Well, for story, who is a, a pending free agent, we can probably get the Rockies to give us a hundred mil to resign him. <laughs> give them. John Gant and uh, I, I think the one-time bank robbery there is over. Right? No, no, I don't think so. I'd, I'd walk, I'd run, I'd run away from that one, smiling all the way. Just they, the guy who did that for you is gone from there. <laughs> so, Darn it! <laughs> doesn't mean anything. You need, you need we've, to we've, get to him we've, before we've, they, they took his job away. <laughs> so. The Oakland A's had two different GMs when we pulled the trades that we pulled off with them, and. There was a different GM when we got Larry Walker in Colorado. So we've done that. You know, it's just some organizations. You must have pictures of the owners or something that that yeah. works out for us. Well, they, was, they, they might be a little more wary right now because Colorado's in deep, in deep, deep shit. If yeah. you look at it. <clears throat> yeah, we don't have to talk about it long, but the team that we thought would be in deep shit, how are they first in the NL West? Who's that? The Giants. <laughs> what is that about? Yeah. Yeah, the, where'd that come from? Because the Dodgers still haven't figured out how to play in Wrigley Field. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, it looked like uh, the Dodgers were. I mean, that was just going to absolutely going to be an absolute juggernaut and win 120 games. You know. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at. You know, we're we're at a little bit, a little bit of a downslope after we went on a hitting spree for a while. We kind of slacked back a little bit, and I'm looking at and we've got Kershaw and Bauer and uh, Bueller coming in the next three games. Yeah, that did not look good. <laughs> and you go and you go three and all. I mean, it's yeah, like figure that you out. Gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. You know? Kershaw, too. Oof. Yeah, that Kershaw. Like, you know, Kershaw, Kershaw does not have good luck against, especially against Hendricks. No, well, and that, that uh, Kershaw game reminded me a lot of, I mean, when he, he would uh, play the, uh, go against Cardinals in the playoffs, you know. Seventh so, inning, watch out. Yeah, it's fun to, fun to watch Kershaw and blow that. He had 49 pitches in the first inning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he pitched half a game in the first, in the first half inning. <laughs> and, that, and not against the 27 Yankees, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now, now the Cubs have to uh, see what happens now. So they sweep uh, the Dodgers. Now what happens? Well, and yeah, the Pirates are coming, and now we'll go crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, you uh, really want to ask that question? The, Pir- yeah. the Pirates only have 13 wins because they've gotten six against the Cubs this year. Yeah. And then Horner gets you know, you know, collision between Horner and Hap. They take Hap, Hap off on, on a cart, and Horner's the one who gets hurt. Good God, you know? Hitting 380, and now he's, now he's on the I.L. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they keep I, talking I, about Hap being part of the next core. Hap is not part of the next core. Horner is part of the next core. Hap is that. Yeah. Yeah, but who's the pitching in that core? Uh, it, with, this, with the exception of Hendricks, nobody. Whoever you get from Brian's trade? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's time to go calling on Baltimore again. <laughs> you know, he's. We didn't have to give up anything to get Arietta and Stroll. I mean, so it's, I mean yeah. so that, that's our shopping ground. Like, yeah, you, you guys have Baltimore, we have Colorado. Yeah, and, the Ace, and the Ace. And the Ace. <laughs> well, and then for us, it used to be Pittsburgh, but then they got smart. Yeah. They were just basically our farm system for a long yeah, time. It, oh, it was man. ridiculous. It was That was ridiculous. sad. <laughs> that was sad. Every year, Perfect. you know. You just look at the Pirates. I, I'd like to see that guy in a cup. Next week, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> but so, realistically, you asked what would it take for Trevor Story, and just thinking off of what we kind of gave up <laughs> to get Arenado, and what they you, would you, probably you want. Can't go off the Arenado trade because that was no, 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 no. I'm talking about just numbers, like numbers and what like we gave them, right? So I would say they probably learned their lesson a little bit, and they would want a top five prospect. So we give them uh, Mason Wynn, who's a shortstop. I think I'd want more than a top five. A top five front. I, well, I, I can tell you right now, the whole this is what the Cardinals have done forever. Matt Labator, you bring his name up, conversations over. Nolan Gorman, you bring his name up, conversations over. Yvonne Herrera, you bring his name up, conversations over. Zach Thompson, maybe, but I don't know if they want another left-handed pitcher. Those are our top four. Because they just got Gomber. So I would say they would ask for Mason Wynn, our fifth prospect. He's a shortstop. Probably John Torres, seventh and outfielder. And then probably two pitchers, Aviedo, who started today, who's been decent. And then somebody like, I don't know. Uh, Most of our guys are outfielders and third basemen. 
But I mean, maybe then they ask. I mean, in the, the package, for Colorado's kicking the ball, they can down the field. How if many you're, years are they kicking their rebuild? If uh, you're getting him in the package, DeYoung's probably the name that you're trying to send back for sure, because you don't well, have then, a spot for him. Yeah, then you don't have to give up as much. Now, but I would say, a, you know, made, I'm thinking yeah. Colorado is going to want a starter. Well, we already gave him a, a, a position. Paul, De, Paul DeYoung. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Him and him in Colorado would be great. And a, and, a, and a couple pretty high. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. if you go Aviedo, Torres, who's an outfielder, Mason Wynn, who's a shortstop who is in high A because he's 18 years old, and then Paul DeYoung. Well, and maybe have... maybe we kick you back some of that 50 million cash. Maybe we give you like 10 of that back. What you're gonna have to do this time is outbid other people uh, for story though. But who? They're, every team's got a shortstop. That would probably be looking at one. That's the that's the only good thing for the Cardinals this year. Like Toronto's got Bouchette. The Yankees have Torres. Maybe the Indians, but are the Indians really going to deal with the whole? They that was the whole reason they got rid of Lindor is because they didn't know if they could resign him. Trevor Story's a free agent. Talk about another guy struggling. Oakland's not going to go for him because they don't they don't make those type of moves. Seattle, no, they have uh, Crawford. Philly's got Gregorius, who they just signed. The Mets have Lindor. The Braves have Swanson. I don't think Milwaukee would. They just got rid of a shortstop because they like uh, what is it, Uris or what? However you say, it? Luis Uris. Yeah, there's not going to be a bidding war. On, that's uh, that's the only good. That's the only good thing for the Cardinals. And, and the only reason there is, the only way there is a bidding war is if Seager gets hurt or Tatis gets hurt or Which one of those happen. Yeah. But one of those teams that you're like, okay, they're going to be. They have a legitimate chance to win the World Series, and their shortstop just got hurt. They just need a plug-in guy. But now, in that case, though, well, yeah, plug-in. I mean, you wonder would uh, would the Rockies deal with uh, the Padres or the Dodgers with well, any division? If you get three of their t- prospects and oh, one yeah, off their true, roster, true. yeah, you need the, the price is right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If the price is right, you'll do it. No, but like the you know Houston and Carrera, they're not going to go after him. Unless they're going to go after him to plug him somewhere else, which would make little sense. So that's the only benefit if the Cardinals were serious about doing it. And then, you know, if the Cubs decide to deal bias too, that helps out because then there's another name out there. Well, I'll tell you what, that, that I think it's a possibility. If, if they're really supposedly every game, you know, Hoyer's been either there or with with other people around them and stuff. If they're really deciding who they're going to sign and so that, you, I mean, if you look at just this year alone, if you're going to go forward and stuff like that, and Contreras is a year ahead. Contreras may, may, may be the first one to see a contract, quite frankly. That's it. They, I, they're pretty comfortable. They're going to get rid of no matter what. At that, when, when push comes to shove, he's going to stay. And then you're well, yeah, stay in I, Chicago. I think Bias is gone. I mean, I, I do. I if he if Bias really believes that you know the three hundred and some odd three hundred thirty million dollar contract for a shortstop is uh has set like the pace out there, he he won't be playing here. 
<laughs> his, his days will be his days will be over. I mean, it's it's kind of sad, but I think you know that's that's where he's at. Now he's still bringing. You're lucky he's hitting. I think two thirty five now two forty. He's back up to in that range. He's got what seven home runs, seven or eight, and he's got he's leading the team in RBIs. But he he's also taking his hitting out on the field now. With him, he's made more errors this year than he's made in the past and stuff. And you know, I I think they need to resolve him. Now, and with Bryant, you find out. You put the contract on the table. So here you are. Yes or no? I wouldn't say that Rizzo is going to be a Cub no matter what. I think he could stay in Chicago. I think the White Sox could be a viable option for him to be a DH. Somebody mentioned that to him. It was not a good response. Yeah, but. And then then he claimed he didn't say it. You know, know, but the other team that, there's two teams that I don't think you could ever count out either with a first baseman DH left-handed power bat would be the angels or even though they're because somehow they always work their way in, but also the Yankees. Well, the, the, the ties to Hoyer and, and stuff like that and the whole signing, you know, and, and, and trading for him twice and, and the, you know, the whole, you know, through the cancer stuff and everything else. It's, it's a stronger bond than it's going to take an awful lot to get him out of here. Let's put it that way. I mean, he's basically told him just, you know, Put an offer on a paper. Let's get this done, you know. And I don't think he's going anywhere. I think, and especially if 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 Bryant stays, Riz is here. There's no two ways about that. If Bryant doesn't stay, there's a possibility he could follow him somewhere. I just don't think Brian wants to be there. Plain and simple. I know yeah, you say I he see, says I it. it. I just I I just look at it like. He's, he's like the Aaron Rodgers where he's going to hold the two weeks over their head until he's gone. And then when he leaves, he'll bring up, well, yeah, you know, they held me back those two weeks and it really made me mad. And I've had that chip on my shoulder ever since. I think that was, that was more Boros than it was Brian. I mean, Brian's already said a couple of times, Boros doesn't make the decisions when push comes to shove, but Boros drives the market. There's, there's no question about it. I, I think he would like to be here. I don't know if they're going to make him an offer worth what he's worth. Uh, that's if they, if they lowball him an offer, he'll be gone. There's no doubt that I agree with you. But today I think he's, I still think he's pretty much committed. You know, it's, it's a matter of what you can, you know, how quickly can you get some guys here to do something? I mean, as the last two times out has looked really good. Um, so we'll we'll see, but you know they got to go out and get pitching. There's no question, but they're not going to do that until at least the, around the All Star break. Then they got a decision to make if they're within two games of first or three, whatever they are now. You know, do you make the moves or do you not? So. At least I know they got about eighty million to spend that they know that they're used to spending. Rob Batten and I. So there's a lot of money in the tank. I just I don't know. But they're not gonna they're not gonna spend it unless they, they think they can get somewhere. 
I mean, I think right now the fact that the Dodgers and the Padres haven't run away and hit from anybody is a positive for teams like the Cardinals and the Cubs because when the year started, you could say, yeah, we're going to win the Central. Anybody can win the Central Division, which, which is pretty much true to some extent. But if you win the Central Division and get your ass handed to you by, by the West, what good is that to you at that point? And between the Dodgers and the, and the Padres, you know, the fact that they're behind the Giants tells you everything you need to know. I mean, I, they're, they're not the juggernauts that they were. I thought they were going to be. Yeah, that, that may change, but at least uh, it gives uh, everybody else uh, some hope. Yeah, and a couple hundred million dollars of payrolls a piece. Yeah. It just, uh, I don't know. I just, you got to let it play out more. You see, I, this is a weird year. Like you said, you've got career 300, 325 hitters hitting 220 and 230. Look at the Braves. Another, another team in complete disarray. If you if you watch them, just struggle mightily and stuff like that. And you know, on paper, they look real damn good. Yeah, this will be an interesting conversation to have uh, at, at the end of the month, early June. You know, yeah. get two two months in the books, and then uh, see where we are. But uh, yeah, that that trend of uh, with these low averages, I well, I don't know if I see that changing. You know, not from the, the advance that I see. I mean, everybody, everybody's trying to hit a five-run homer every time. Yeah. And it's it's just not working out well. And then, you know, for a while, a couple of years ago, I thought the shift had a lot to do with it. But they're yeah, not. I don't think hitting, it's a shift. They're not even uh, hitting the ball in the shift anymore. Yeah. They're not hitting the ball at all. Yeah, unless, unless you're Carpenter, um, you know, you're not hitting the ball. Well, of course, I mean, either hits it in a shift or he strikes. Yeah, strikes out. Um, but yeah, most. Uh, uh, most of what you see, it's not uh, guys hitting into the teeth of the shift. It's uh, nobody putting the balls put, puts the ball in play. There's no contact. You know? There's no hard contact. Yeah. Well, and that's what it is, right? That goes back to that almost 1,100 more strikeouts than there were <clears throat> hits, and it's the first time ever in you know MLB that it has happened that way. Like that's... But what's odd uh, to me is that um, as, as many strikeouts as there are and uh, uh, teams uh, being shut out or, or not scoring very much, it seems like there are a lot of teams, uh, Cardinals and Cubs included, and, and I, I think the White Sox as well, who are getting into double digits quite a bit uh, as well. So, it, I mean, there's no in-between here, you know. <laughs> You've got games where all of a sudden you're scoring 10, 11, 12 runs or you're scoring no runs. Um, but I think I think the small ball is working a lot better. I mean, you look at the Sox; they're way down in home runs from last from where they were last year, where they thought they'd be. But they're hitting for a much better average. There's, there's certain guys who are hitting. I I look at the Cubs and all those runs that we scored. Yeah, the home runs went to Bryant and they went to Baez and stuff. But all those runs, most of them, they were generated by the Marismics and Duffies of the world, people like that, who are are you know. Signaling and doubling, they're not, they're not ripping the ball out of the ballpark. They're they're putting the bat in the ball, and making people play it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what turned the Cubs' offense around. It, you know, Brian hit from almost from day one, but the rest of the guys, you know, Rizzo's still not hitting for average, or Brian and 
Bias not hitting for average, and then it's you know, it's those those ball players that are out there, you know, like Duffy playing for a contract next year and stuff like that. I had forgotten that he was a runner up to Bryant in a rookie of the year in fifteen. When he was with the uh, Giants, yeah, and then he got traded to Tampa for Matt Moore. Yeah, I mean, the guy's got so he's just kicked around since then. But I'll tell you what, you look, I watch him. He's in three hundred nine, I think, right now. He's he's a solid ball player. And he is he your corner out? Is he your your corner? Your typical corner third baseman? No, he's not. He's because he's not going to hit thirty five home runs or or forty. He's just not. He's not built that way. No, but everybody on the field doesn't have to do that. He's also not going to strike out 250 times a year. <laughs> that's a, that's the scary part is that the MLB is it's like I didn't grow up when it was the 80s in St. Louis with Whitey Ball, but like Larusa at least brought some of that, you know, small ball button guys over hit and run, <laughs> and there's nothing. It's well, they said the games are boring because half the innings, nothing happens exactly. Well, like today, it's, it's just swings and miss. It's either a ball or a strike, mm-hmm. but nothing else goes on today. Yeah. The, the Cardinals had an inning that lasted 35 minutes that not one ball was put into play until the final out of the inning because they walked four batters and struck out two. Yeah, that was, yeah, I, I was <laughs> as I'm monitoring these games on my computer, you know, uh, or my phone, uh, through the year. And especially with the Cardinals, uh, uh, yeah, it just seems uh, a lot of innings, strikeout, 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 uh, you know, uh, and I guess it goes both ways. I mean, you know, um, opposition as well. And, and, yeah, just not many balls put in play. And, and these guys uh, are striking out on bad pitches. Yeah. It's not the guy blowing them away at 105 you know, down the middle. It's the guy throwing the ball a foot and a half out of the, out of the strike zone and they're swinging at it. Yeah, just not not good at bats. Um, yeah, that I mean, the Cardinals walked twelve batters today. That's their most ever in a fran- in in a single game. I, I was curious uh, because it seemed like uh, every time I looked, uh, <laughs> somebody was getting on by a walk. Yeah. Now, granted, I watched the game and you know it felt like Angel Hernandez might have been behind the plate, even though he wasn't because he's in Kansas City. So yeah. it was kind of one of, you know, it was one of those days where if they did do the automated strike zone, maybe there's six walks instead of twelve. Yeah. But but there are still six walks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just it just goes to like that's still just a the way the game is, and it's that's that's the unenjoyable, scary part of it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not an exciting game. There's yeah, you know, not a lot of you hitting runs. There's not a lot of doubles in the gap, and you know, squeeze bunts or any, any of that stuff. It's just no, just you know, if it's strikeouts and walks, you know, folks, I'm sorry, that is a snooze fest. Now I don't know if you guys in St. Louis did, did they play fast, what we called up here fast pitching. Uh, there's been other names for it. I know where you you draw the box on the wall behind. Yeah. You oh yeah. Rubber. Yeah, we played that. I mean, it's basically what we, we got right now. It's, it was either a strikeout or a walk half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what Major League Baseball came out. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, you look, you look at some of these games and it's the sixth inning and one team's got a hit, the other team has none. You know, so it's like, oh, God. 
Yeah, it's very, very different. Uh, I mean, it, it and it's not enjoyable. It is not enjoyable it to watch. Not. No, I mean, there are nights when, uh, you know, I sit down, I, I I can only watch a little bit of it because it uh, it's just not very interesting, you know? It's it, yeah, and they're gonna lose millennials and that type of stuff because the game it is it is a boring game right now, and you know you, you I, I always look at it like Mary Ellen always hated to watch baseball on TV, liked it when you went there, hated it when you were on TV because it was boring. Now I now I agree it is boring. On TV, so. Yeah, and if they're losing us, you know, ooh. well, yeah, I think it's funny that right they put in all these pace of play metric things to help speed up the game and then uh the time of games have actually gone up by five yeah. minutes the past two years <laughs> well, you, well the other thing i'd like to see is how what's the average the, uh, how many balls is the average hitter seeing now i mean as the, you know I mean, every time you look up the cops three and two two and two mm-hmm. and a couple foul balls and you know there are a lot less you know first ball fastball home runs and and that type of thing. Well, the other dumb rule they put in, right? It it affected the Cardinals almost a little over a week ago. Is the three batter minimum, right? And like it, sometimes it becomes a safety thing, right? So Genesis Cabrera came in for the Cardinals and obviously oh, right. didn't have it. Have it. First pitch he threw hit Bryce Harper in the face. The yeah, second next. pitch hit hit DD Gregorius right in the shoulder. Like he just didn't have it, but. Either the ump should have stepped in and said you're out of here, but he didn't, and Schilt can't yeah. t- Schilt can't take him out. So it's well, like, yeah. <laughs> and if you intentionally walk the fourth batter, for one, you load the bases, but two, that doesn't count as a third batter faced. Yeah, like, there was an article today in one of the papers that hit batsmen are up like fifty percent year to year. Mm. Now I didn't read the article to see what it did. I just saw the charts that they had. I didn't get a chance to read the article, but you know. Up so much. I mean, well, yeah, if you were I, that that uh, that Braves game, if you were that that third guy coming up against Cabrera, you know, <laughs> I've been peeing in my pants. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, luckily he was a righty. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought we were seeing the uh, uh, Rick Ankiel version two there. Uh, I thought that that was it. You know, that he was gonna, you know, and and he, and he actually he he spiked a few. Uh, uh, 50 footers up there and then uh i forgot what happened i don't know if he walked or what happened but he anyway, ended up he walking him thankfully yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah he didn't hit him but um yeah and then now to his credit his next outing if i'm not mistaken he pitched two innings uh scoreless one, two, three, one, two, yeah. Three. yeah scoreless uh, with uh, four strikeouts yeah just lights out it was like oh but my it's, gosh. it's just like that's that's when you they put in these rules that sound great but then when they something comes up like that you're like why can't we just take like can we just take yeah. them out there's ex- there's extra circumstances here. Like what? Yeah. What's the, I mean, I don't know what would the, what, well, what first is the penalty? Thing you know, you're is he's injured. Ow. Ah, like Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. Right? Oh, oh, he's broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do it every other sport. Why not baseball? <laughs> yeah, the pace of play stuff hasn't helped, uh, you know. Uh, I think you just uh, go back to old school baseball and let it happen. I think that that was part of the game that, was fun, I think, for fans when you're trying to sit there and manage like, okay, if this guy comes up, if I were the guy, I'd put this pitcher in. And then, you know, you're mixing and matching your pinch yeah, hitters. Managing along. Yeah, yeah. Your, your pinch hitters versus which pitchers on the mound or, you know, what you're going to do. Like, 
oh, we got a lefty and a lefty in or a righty and a righty that throws 110 and Bader's up with a guy on second, nobody out. Well, I'd bunt him over. Mm-hmm. Now the one, one rule I, I do like, but with, I'm going to give an asterisk and then I'll explain why that uh, runner on second in the 10th inning, except I, I wouldn't do it in the 10th inning. I'd say the 12th, um, you know, get, give it an inning or two to play out. I think that's a little bit too quick. Um, but, you know, they were talking about on the Cardinals game the other night, you know, uh, you know, when you get into these 16, 18 inning games, you know, those are just interminable. And uh, it's like, uh, um, I mean, there's got to be a solution to that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, so that's one thing I do like. And maybe that's just, I don't know, because I'm impatient. But <laughs> well, I know when they first came out, I thought everybody would just, you know, they they you know basically bunt the guy to third base and go for the sacrifice fly. Yeah, but you don't see that. You really, no, you really don't oh, because don't nobody knows how to bunt. That's why. <laughs> well, they also think, think about, you know think about it. How many to, how know, many drive. guys how many guys would? <laughs> that's exactly it, right? They all they're thinking, well, why would I bunt him over? I have three swings to get him in. Mm. Yeah. How? What's the easiest way to fix the shift if you're Matt Carpenter? Bunt yeah. the ball down the third baseline every single time. Hello. And, yeah. And he doesn't do it. Yeah. You know, but that's because that's that's not their MO anymore. Their MO is launch angle and exit yeah. velocity and that's yeah. it. Well, everybody's playing for the stats. So when they go for their contract, they've got the numbers. It's well, that's because the owners use it against them. Well, yeah. They don't look at it like, oh, you had 19 sacrifice bunts or, oh, you had 19 base hit bunts. Your OPS is, you know, this because of those. Oh, your OPS is this bad. It doesn't matter. Oh, you didn't have enough extra base hits. You didn't get enough total base. Like that's what it's that's what it's come down to with. An- yeah, I don't know. With the you know, analytics. Now you're going to the, uh, the negotiating table with, uh, you know, OK, I may have 30 home runs, but I struck out to <clears throat> 220 times and I'm batting 205. You know, that's not exactly a position of strength. Uh, <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe they think it is. Uh, you know. Well, then they basically right now it should come down to the war numbers, and that's pretty much. Yeah. But now you're comparing yourself against the other guy at your position. Mm-hmm. Now, are, are you better than him or worse than him, regardless of what your numbers are? Yeah. You would think, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't play out that way too much. Now, I mean, gone are the days now when you think back to – I'll go back for Keith and I in here. A guy like Brooks Robinson, who you made the all-star team every freaking year, you know he's going to be there because of his glove because he, he was not a tremendous hitter by any stretch of the imagination. There'd be five or six guys in the league, third base hitting better than he was. But you know if you hit a ball anywhere near him, you were out. You know, that, that type of thing. That wouldn't fly today. As a corner, as a corner outfielder, he'd be in trouble. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't really know if there's a way they can fix it. Sure. I don't know. You know, baseball goes in cycles, <clears throat> so um, you know it'd be interesting to see what develops and what. Uh, you know, happens here in the. Well, uh, how, how long before you see the mound, either lowered, lowered again, or moved back? Yeah, yeah. you're talking about pushing back. That's, yeah, and that's what I think will probably happen. I mean, with half yeah. the guys coming up from the minor leagues, uh, 
I, I mean, the fact that a guy like Hendricks even got a shot to pitch mm-hmm. with the Cubs, that's, that's why they got from the Rangers. Who wanted a guy to throw on, you know, 91, 91 miles an hour top fastballs and most of the pitchers in the high 80s? Nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. You know, so that, and there's a number of those guys that are that are out there. So, I mean, Atlanta doesn't win uh, 11 divisions or whatever they want without, without – uh, you know, yeah. nobody did through it. Smoltz was probably the hardest to the team, and I don't think he was mid nineties. No, no, and now he would be. Uh, yeah, you know they'd laugh. <laughs> I mean, I mean Glavin and Maddox. I mean, they were they were again at 87, 88, 89, You know, really rear back and rip one in ninety once in a while. <laughs> so, I mean, well, they're, they're also talking about um, uh, what either limiting or banning the uh, the shifts. So. Uh, I, I don't know what that would. I don't know if that would mean, you know, uh, just simply two players on both sides of, uh, you know, the Second infield. Base. Yeah, they're yeah. doing it. One of the one of the divisions yeah. of uh, a minor league. I don't know which one. Double A. Is it double? They do every. For some reason, they. Te- I guess they test everything at double A because those are the guys that can never argue and say, "Oh, I was one step away from," you know, that yeah. because they. Tinkered with the rules. I didn't make it because this chain, like, mm-hmm. they always pick double A for some reason. They can use them for guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't, the whole minor league thing is hard to keep up with because they're so far behind that Triple A's you know, not even playing yet. They're getting ready to. And they have so many less teams. Now. I mean, out, out here, I was looking forward to going to see the Cougars games because they were always somebody's A team. And, so, and now they're, you know, they're, they only have one A team. And it, it, they were one of the teams that didn't, you know, because they're in the Midwest, didn't get to stick it out. So they're a professional baseball league. You know. So now the guys you have are, you know, once in a blue moon, you're going to get somebody that's going to break through and get to the majors, but they're your lower level prospects and, and stuff like that. And it's, it's a shame if you watch all the all-stars that rolled through here. That was, yeah, it used to be a lot of fun. You know, they weren't with those teams long because they were, it was a ball and they were ripping the hell out of it, but you got to see the Prince fielders of the world and, and stuff like that, at least, you know, a couple of times during that one year when, you know, when they came through, but that's, they're not going to have that anymore there. It's a shame. Beautiful facility. So. Well, I think we'll wrap this one up. We'll talk right. NHL next week so yeah I'll, I'll i'll put a golf shirt on that way i can i can represent i was gonna say i mean they're pretty much the standing the standings are pretty much locked in like i don't the blues are no, the only way the blues can't make it is if they lose the rest of their games and the kings win the rest yeah of their they're games. they're a point away from clinching yeah um yeah. nashville i think is a if I do the math right, they're a point away from clinching. Yeah, I didn't think Dallas was going to catch them. Yeah, Dallas think, not good. Not good yeah, I think Nashville and Dallas, I think that's the only one that's uh, not settled for uh, the fourth spot. Well, right? technically, uh, yeah, I don't know how. I, I guess mean, technically the Blues haven't clinched, but well, for all intents te- purposes. They technically, have. Vancouver, if they play out their 56 right. games, they have 47. And if yeah. they win out, they yeah. can catch Montreal at 57 from 41 points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, 
it's going to be Toronto versus Montreal. It'll be – or, well, I guess Winnipeg could maybe slide down to four. Edmonton versus the other. Um, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, and the New York Islanders have clinched their spots. Carolina, Tampa, Florida, and like we just said, Nashville pretty much has clinched theirs. And then yeah, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, and again, barring some – LA Miracle, the Blues are, but, and the Blues play Vegas twice, Minnesota twice, and LA once. So you never know, I guess. But yeah, you never know, but yeah, they just, they need one. It, it, it'd be pretty damn disappointing. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, it would really be the way the Blues have handled Minnesota this year, too. Like to, if they've lost back to back at home and didn't pick up one single point in the final two, it would be, you know. Well, if it comes down to the final two, <laughs> that, that's not good. No, yeah. th- this should be done. Uh, Tomorrow know, night, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I think it could be done tonight because I think the Kings are playing tonight. No, the they're, not, lose, they're, they're off tonight. Oh, they're off tonight. So, the only, the means, only game going on right now is uh, uh, Vancouver, and, Vancouver and Edmonton. Yeah, I'm watching it right yeah. now. Yeah, so if the Kings lose a game, then it's, it's over as well. So. And then we're only, what, about six weeks away from the – the Kraken uh, draft, right? Yeah. It's yeah. June, third week of June. Yeah, the Kings play Colorado, so I like our I like our odds there. Yeah, that's that's good. That was the question. Is the, are the playoffs over when it when that draft happens? I was just going to ask that. Don't, the playoffs have to be over, don't they? I mean, the season's got to be over would, before they do. That. Um, so usually, well, I don't think they've announced a full date yet, have they? Twenty first of June. Did they? Yeah. Then they won't be over. That's for sure. I, I wonder how you handle that because you know, yeah, you may have somebody playing in the playoffs that you, you, <laughs> you want to win the bite to. Your Sorry, <laughs> it's that, between that, periods, and uh, they just had the, the the expansion draft, and uh, you got to get on yeah, a plane yeah, to Seattle. No, by the way, your your playoffs are over. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, here. No, it's July twenty first. Is it July? Oh, okay. 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 So theoretically, if you do the math right, it would be about a week after if it plays out right. So usually the season ends in the first week of April. So this is the first week of May, really middle of May. And the Blues, so when they ended, they won the cup on the – they went full seven, won the cup on the 12th of June. So you put that a month later, month and a week later, puts it literally probably three or four days right before that. So they could have made June twenty first work, probably. No, 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 because they're going a month later. In a the month season. later, because it, yeah, it shifts. Usually, yeah. It's, yeah. So that's yeah. why July. But they'll be. It might be they win the cup, and the day of the parade is <laughs> the draft. <laughs> so. And one of the guys has got a jersey on with the, with the arms of the eyeball. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so yeah that, we'll, that'll be an interesting draft. But they said, you know, right now that because the article I read said they could, is it maybe it's June 21st for that? Maybe that's what it was. June, as of June 21st, they could start negotiating. Signing people. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, behind the scenes deals like Mark Andre Flory was and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, I don't know. No, they wouldn't be able to touch. They could do like Vegas signed their first guy was, I forget what his name was, but it, they can sign like 
regular free agents that yeah free agents you know haven't that haven't was Flurry was a free agent right no 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 he had he's still on the same contract he still had four years left when he went to Vegas um but no they could they can start going after like college free agents and junior free agent type guys nobody that's so technically the UFA market opens up on I think August 1st, which is when they could go after anybody that is a NHL free agent mm-hmm. right. or, or AHL already professional free agent. So they can't sign anybody that's not, that hasn't, that's not a professional until the new, the new calendar year starts. Well, we already know the first player they're going to sign. So Keith Seabrook. <laughs> and, and we're going to donate a shitload of money to the, the Kraken Retirement Fund. <laughs> but all right, we'll we'll end this one and we'll uh, we'll catch up next week. Yeah, well, congrats to the two teams that are in first place yet. So we're hanging in there. Yeah. Sounds good. Have a good night, guys. All right. See you guys. Yep.